Some people speak the language of fintech. Others speak the language of banking. It's very rare that you get a person who can speak both those languages and synthesize what he does into something very special. Today on Bankadelic, we have Chris Aliota, the co-founder, president, and CEO of Quantalytics to talk about how he sees the bridge between those two worlds and talk to us about a breakthrough his company has made on the financial services software front. From the studios of Karma Productions Worldwide in Chicago, this is Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic. Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance, where we supply expert views, riff on the news, innovate and investigate actionable insights, unscripted banking with a caffeine kick. I'm your host, Lou Carlozo, inviting you to sit back, grab a cuppa, kick up your feet. Here we go. If you're looking to grow your digital banking business, check out Lemonade LXP, the digital growth platform for financial institutions and fintechs. Lemonade LXP has both ingredients you need to drive digital growth, a learning experience platform that uses daily micro-learning to give staff the knowledge and confidence they need to promote and support your digital capabilities, and a digital adoption platform that supports your digital capabilities with technology walkthroughs that you can author in just minutes. So if you're rolling out new technology, merging with or acquiring another FI, or just looking to drive digital banking growth, you gotta drink the lemonade. For more information, check out Lemonade LXP at www.lemonadelxp.com. Thanks for tuning into Bankadelic, part of the NMD Plus family of podcasts. And wow, what a treat we've got today. Here we are with Christopher Aliota. Chris is the founder, president, and CEO of Quantalytics. And that is a Birmingham, Alabama-based fintech startup that specializes in advanced analytics and loan management systems. With more than 16 years of banking and fintech experience, Aliota has mastered interest rate risk management, credit risk management, leveraging and monetizing data, bank strategy, loan deposit valuation, wow, (laughs) balance sheet profitability, and a whole lot more. Chris, welcome to Bankadelic. Thanks, Lou. Happy to be on. Now, a lot of people in fintech startups are fairly new to financial services, but with Quantalytics, you do not come at this from a place of inexperience. In fact, your experience is pretty deep. I'd love it if you could share some of that and tell us about the pain point that you recognize that got you to start the company. Yeah, great. Thanks, Lou. So just a little bit about me. I come from banking, actually commercial banking to be exact. Somewhere along the lines of when I graduated from college to where I am today, I started working in commercial banking up in Buffalo, New York for a large top 20 commercial bank. From there, I basically fell into what is called balance sheet management for managing assets and liabilities on banks' balance sheets. So I've had quite a career doing that. Ended up moving down south to work for another top 20 regional bank and had phenomenal success doing that. Really enjoyed the challenges that I got to deal with on a daily basis. But I think what brought me into the entrepreneurial world was a lot of the headwinds that we were facing. And I could see it throughout the industry. After the financial crisis of you know 2008, 2009, the winds really kind of shifted in the industry. And 
the requirements that banks, especially medium to large size banks, were required to face, we found ourselves somewhat ill-prepared and ill-equipped. You would think that these Goliath-style banks would have you know, the resources or the technology to do this in an effective way, but really what we were doing is scrambling to get as much information as we could compiled into one source. So one thing that a lot of people, a lot of my peers did not know about me is that I have a computer science background. So I've been programming since I've been a child. I think it's something like 25 years or so. And it is something that I kept kind of secret from my peers. I wanted to experience banking, but I did not want to get pigeonholed into a technology job. And so with that, and seeing the basically the struggles that we were facing, I was able to take my technological knowledge and say, hey, we've got a broader problem here. Can I apply my knowledge to it? And can I come up with an effective solution that can actually do something meaningful? And so that is essentially how Quantalytics got started, was through the idea that, hey, you know, look, there's changes that need to be made. The industry is slow to change. With my background and unique experience, both from a software developer perspective, but then also as a bank balance sheet manager perspective, I've gotten a very unique holistic view of what is actually going on that not many other organizations or companies can say they have. And with that, I have a unique way or at least an interesting way of solving a lot of the issues that we in banking were having at that time. Given all of that, you have gotten to this point in time where you have some exciting news about software that you've developed for banks and credit unions. Would love if you could share that with me and the audience. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we are rolling out what is called our loan portfolio management software for what I would call community financial institutions or banks less than five billion or so in asset size. It's exciting for us because when we started the company, our initial vision was to provide for the commercial banking side of the fence. Problem is, is when you're two guys, and I believe you've had my co-founder on for the Valentine's Day special. Yeah, well, Brian, that's right. When you're two guys just starting, it's a little bit harder to sell into established banks. It requires, one, you to have a product that's vetted, but two, you know, people to be on the product. So... What we have done and what has gotten us here is that we focused initially on non-traditional banks when we started the company. So namely, we focused on mortgage lenders. We focused on what we would call your non-traditional lenders where their core business is not lending. And that has been a really interesting space to be in. So at any rate, having worked in those two spaces, we were able to incubate this product to place now where it's ready for larger adoption, especially within the community banking space. Some people might say, okay, love what you're talking about. I've seen other offerings like it or kind of like it. I am curious how you would say that what you're doing is different. What makes it stand out? Yeah, great question. So first things first, you know, when we approach any of our customers or clients, the first thing we like to do is ask them what their strategy is. Before you can actually have a solution that's going to do anything for you, we first need to understand what it is that you're trying to accomplish. So with our product, how we've built it is so that it can be incredibly flexible around those different strategies. So for example, if your strategy is to be acquired, there's a specific view or there's specific views and ways that you're going to want to run your organization, certain measures and KPIs that you're going to want to track. If you are looking to acquire organizations or purchase assets, there are certainly things that you're going to want to track post-deal. 
as well as if you're just running a regular bank and you're looking to grow just organically, there are a number of metrics that are important to watch and monitor. So what makes our product unique is that it doesn't just focus on one area of the balance sheet. It focuses on all areas. So what do I mean by that? From the asset side to your liabilities, there's a story there. And what our platform does is it helps you tell that story. So in other words, if you are a bank looking to sell, you know, your story could be how well your loans and deposits perform. If you're a bank looking to acquire, it could be a story of, well, how much premium do we pay for a certain asset based upon the performance that we've seen over time? Or if you're just in the business of being a bank through organic means, it could be a measure of, well, which relationships are the most profitable? Where should I be focusing on doing my lending? And the only way to really do that is to holistically have all that information combined and in a single source of truth. So you'll hear that get thrown out a lot, that term single source of truth, but I can't overemphasize how important that is. And I think from a systematic perspective, when I looked at banking in general, one of the big issues has always been, how do we get our data combined together? How do we tear down silos? How do we make our data more effective in terms of monetizing our business strategy? And so at Quantalytics, that is what we really focus on is how do we monetize your data to make it fit with your business strategy? And our software enables us to do that. We really kind of lead with what I'd call hands-on approach and then use the software to support the outcoming strategy. So no two clients are alike. And therefore, you know, the way that we see it is that no two software packages should necessarily be alike either. So being able to customize that for the customer is also a big differentiator for us. Indeed. And it is so important, so important for banks to realize that the data has to be spot on, that what software is producing can be trusted. The thing that I find curious, and I wonder what your views are here, is that a lot of banks, small and large, sit on tons of data. They don't quite know what to do with it. And they aren't even sure whether it's their data or the customer's data. What do you see as being the most effective way for banks to utilize their data, especially if they're going to be doing something in loan portfolio management solution software? Yeah. So there's something we call analysis paralysis. I'm sure you've heard of it, which is if you do not have confidence within the data itself, how can you have confidence in the decisions that you're making? So the idea with loan portfolio management and what I would call single source of truth data management is that you're trying to build the confidence within the organization to a place where when presented with information, you can act with a fair degree or a high degree of certitude that at least you have enough information to make an informed case or an action. So in other words, if there's conflicting information within an organization, typically that's where we will see a breakdown in action. Because what path do you go down? You know, there's too many options to choose or there's too much conflicting information. So with Quantalytics and with LPM, what we aim to do is, first of all, break down data silos, meaning, you know, data is not going to be siloed in different organizations or different groups within the bank so that everyone has equal access to the same source of truth. Two, it's to make sure that the data quality is exceptional, because again, you know, you've heard the saying garbage in, garbage out, the same goes with data. And then three, it's making sure that that data can actually be used to make strategic decisions. So what good is data if you can't monetize it, right? What good is data if you can't apply it to your business strategy? And the key thing here is 
to break down analysis paralysis, the first thing you need to know is what your business strategy is. And then you need to be able to effectively apply that to how you capture and how you use your data in the long run. So it sounds to me, if I'm understanding you correctly, that if banks don't utilize this data and synthesize it, that they're essentially leaving money on the table. Absolutely. And it can be money in different forms, right? It doesn't have to be sales revenue. It could be a multiplier based off of an acquirer comes in and they want to purchase your bank. You know, being able to show them good data, being able to show them good performance is going to decrease what I would call risk premium on you because they can actually see and have good faith in your information that your bank is going to perform the way that you're saying it's going to perform. And therefore, if I'm pricing your portfolio, I'm going to have a higher degree of confidence in it. And I'm not going to discount the bottom line as much as I would if the data was bad. Alternatively, too, is if you think about customer relationship pricing. One of the things that we do at Quantalytics is we can take the asset side and liability side and combine them together. Well, what does that mean if you're going out and trying to create new business? Well, if you know you've got a customer that has, on average, 250000 in deposits and they want to open up a million-dollar line of credit with you, well, you at least know that they're going to fund a quarter of that loan with their own average balances, their own money over time. So, therefore, the actual cost or what you could actually charge this customer can be a lot lower than, say, your competitors could charge without them having that relationship with the customer. So the only way for you really to capitalize on that is to have your data together and to have that bigger picture. Now, there's another dimension to all of this, and it has to do with the mission, the drive, why you're doing what you're doing. That is not merely ringing up sales. Really help me to understand what's driving what you're doing and why that's important. Yeah. What we really wanted to be different with is we did not just want to drop software in our customers' laps and walk away. We wanted their engagement with us to be truly transformative in a way that they can actually see either top line or bottom line results. And one of the things that I take extreme pride in is that we like to be hands-on. We like to work with senior management and we like to understand exactly where their objectives are so that we can make sure that they can achieve it. What's important for us is that as these organizations grow, what we're doing is we're leaving foundational pieces for them. So when they get to a size where they no longer need us, at the very least, they have the software platform that can act as the foundation for future analysis or future growth within that organization. Let's say you are sitting down with an executive and he says to you or she says to you, Chris, I think this software that you've got is really cool, but Help me know what this is going to do for me, how it will work, and why I need this. Yeah, I would say air support. The software and the services that we provide, you know, we're not going to go out there and make the loans on your behalf. You have to do that. But when you go out and do that, you need to be able to make those decisions with confidence. You need to be able to know when to walk away from a deal or when to accept it. If the market is pricing deals at a absurdly low interest rate. And when I say deals, I mean loans. You may wish to not participate. And how do you know when not to participate in that? If you have your data and you have your information that can inform you, that's going to help you make those decisions. That's going to help you avoid pitfalls. And moreover than that, it's going to evidence to the regulators, especially when you fall under their scrutiny as you get larger, that you know what you're doing. 
you can show them that history, you can show them the proof. And therefore, if you're looking to do bigger acquisition-based strategies, you have the upper hand in terms of being able to say, hey, you know, we know what we're doing here and here we can evidence it for you. So I think from that respect, when management asks me what we can do for them, my answer to them is air support. But there's also more answers there too. I mean, that's just one of the many facets of what we can actually do and you know what the product is intended to do. Yeah, and what you've intended to do, I think going on this podcast today is what you have actually done. You have introduced us to something really exciting. You're showing us why it will make a difference and you're doing that wonderful translating from the FinTech world to the banking world. I wish you the best of luck. I think it's gonna be a home run. Thank you, Lou. I appreciate being on the show today. Chris Aliota is the co-founder, president, and CEO of Quantalytics. He is based in Birmingham, Alabama. Be sure to look for Chris on LinkedIn. You're listening to Lou Carlozo's Bankadelic, the colorful side of finance. This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NMD Plus, based in London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard here, be sure to check out NMD Plus's financial technology podcast, Dave and Darm Demystify, with hosts Dave Wallace and Darmesh Mystery. Bankadelic. Sponsored by the William Mills Agency. For close to 40 years, the William Mills Agency has served hundreds of companies that provide a wide range of products and services in the banking, payments, mortgage, credit union, and related markets. The William Mills Agency is the largest provider of PR and marketing services for companies that market to the financial industry. For more information, visit williammills.com. Have you thought about how you'll gain the upper hand in your search for stellar talent? Banker Hire leverages a niche industry with uncommon insight. They're committed to finding you qualified commercial and community banking, lending, compliance, HR, retail, and wealth talent. Banker Hire prides itself on listening and solving problems. Their approach is 100% hands-on and heads-up, giving you what you need to make smart, actionable decisions. For more information, visit BankerHire.com. Quantic is the adaptive digital bank that offers entrepreneurs, immigrants, millennials, low-income families, seniors, and others innovative banking products and services, which embrace the diversity of circumstances that exist in the lives of customers while elevating their financial strength. For more information, visit QuanticBank.com. That's Q U O N. T-I-C-Bank.com. The year is 2051, and in the greatest breakthrough that financial services has seen in more than two millennia, we introduce to you AI, Artificial Ignorance. You can use it in call centers, your call is very unimportant to us. Please continue to hold. Or on the internet when people are trying to apply to get a credit card. To complete this credit card application, please input the first 15 codes of your DNA sequence. And perhaps most importantly of all, your financial wellness. You look fat. Get to a gym and empty out your wallet. Give it to me. 
That's right, artificial ignorance coming soon to a bank near you. Assuming it stays open after we introduce it. And now it's time to return to intelligence as Bankadelic presents Three Bullseyes. Number one. If you are looking to acquire organizations or purchase assets, there are things that you're going to want to track post-deal, as well as if you're just running a regular bank and you're looking to grow just organically, there are a number of metrics that are important to watch and monitor. Number two. You know, 2008, 2009, the winds really kind of shifted in the industry. The requirements that banks, especially medium to large sized banks, were required to face, we found ourselves somewhat ill prepared and ill equipped. Number three. What good is data if you can't monetize it, right? What good is data if you can't apply it to your business strategy? The key thing here is to break down analysis paralysis. The first thing you need to know is what your business strategy is. And then you need to be able to effectively apply that to how you capture and how you use your data in the long run. And now, loose views. On today's podcast, Chris Aliota of Quantalytics made the case for foundational value. In his own words, we don't, quote, drop software, end quote. And I would challenge financial services organizations that if they are merely selling a service or a product and leave it at that, they're not just dropping software or whatever it is, they're dropping the ball. We really have an obligation in this industry, not just to sell widgets, but to build relationships, especially in the world of software and fintech. Things change so rapidly that software you put out today may be obsolete in just a few years. If you're maintaining relationships with the people you serve, they have the confidence to know that the product you stand behind will continue to receive the kind of attention that they hope for. There's more to it than that though. Carl Sewell in his book, Customers for Life, talked about his Cadillac dealerships in Texas and how he earned an incredible amount of money just checking up on his customers, offering them free car washes, asking them if there was anything he could do for them or his dealerships could do for them. And those customers weren't just for a day or a year. As the title of his book says, they were for life. Now we can think bottom line, but we also need to think about the thing that isn't necessarily expressed in dollars and cents. And that is a value of trust. When people trust us and when we trust each other, we aren't just building a business. We are building livelihoods. We are building a sense of confidence. And ultimately, we're building something special for the people we work with and for ourselves, as well as the industry itself. Thanks for tuning in to Bankadelic. We hope you join us next time and check back in the weeks ahead as we build our podcast vault. Our producer in Chicago is Jenny Elman. Thanks again to the William Mills Agency for their generous sponsorship. Thanks to Banker Hire. Thanks also to Quantic. I'm Lou Carlozo. You can catch me on LinkedIn. And as the feds close in on me and the other wise guys, I'll be thinking. Until next time, so long.
Bankadelic is a production of NMD Plus, London, Chicago, and Austin, Texas.